Hello, hello, welcome Transfer Nation to another episode of Transfer Nation Talks. I am so excited. We are doing a transfer student story episode. I haven't done one in so long and have been really, really wanting to sit down and listen to an amazingly inspirational transfer story. And you are in for a treat because we have today with us Jan Paulo Canteras. He was an NISTS ambassador for the National Institute for the Study of Transfer Students. So if you were at the conference, you might have had the honor of getting to hear his wonderful story and meet him in person. I unfortunately missed that opportunity. So I'm thrilled to have Paulo here with me today on the podcast. Welcome, Paulo. We're thrilled to have you here. Welcome to the Transfer Nation Videocasts and Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Heather Adams, Senior Program Manager of Transfer Initiatives at the Aspen Institute's College Excellence Program. Transfer Nation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. Hi Heather, thank you so much for having me and hello to all the listeners listening right now. I love it. Well, I just, I am, I want to hear your transfer story. I want to know about your journey and we could start out really specifically if you want. Maybe just start with what institutions you went to and what your major was and we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. So currently I am at UC Irvine right now and I transferred from Long Beach City College and my majors are sociology and psychology. Nice. Okay. So I want to get into that a little bit. Before we dive into why your your major, what 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 inspired you to transfer? What was the first do you remember when you knew when you found out about transfer and the transfer experience? Um, honestly, I didn't have any knowledge of like what transferring was because I came from, I was born and raised in the Philippines. So our educational journey is kind of different there. It's a very straightforward path. And transferring schools in the Philippines is actually being shamed in the Philippines. So here I thought I was like, wait, is I thought transferring is bad. So why do I have to transfer into another institution? So I found out that there are like community colleges that you have to go under two years and get your associates and then you can continue that in a four-year um, institution. And I I learned that through, you know, Long Beach City College, like, you know, like this is how the educational system in the U.S. works. And I was like, you know what, that, that's really cool. And then I definitely will work um, into that, uh, you know, non-traditional path, basically. Because um, when I came to the U.S., I was like, I didn't know how to apply for like those like big universities. So my mom told me, it's like, hey, just probably start off from a community college and you can figure out stuff from there and you can definitely move forward um, with like whatever direction that they teach you. That's that's terrific. I'm so glad you found out about this, but now I'm curious about your story because um, I also heard you speak a couple of languages maybe and you're like <laughs> I don't know can you tell us a little bit about your background uh, more because that was sounds really as interesting and like when we came here and uh you know because that's a that's a huge transition and culture shock I would imagine not just educationally but just for you for sure so since I was born and raised in the Philippines I um I could speak um Tagalog 
but I also have like family members because my family is very multiracial. So um, I have like different uh, family members from different countries. So I managed to learn Japanese as well. So that became like my second language. <laughs> and then um, in the Philippines, they also have, they're also teaching us classes in English. So English is my third language, but I wasn't like fully adept on it until I came to the U.S., It was kind of hard at first because I was like, I don't know if I'm pronouncing words right. I don't even know if I knew the you know amount of like English vocabulary in my caliber. So I just came to the community college. I just randomly talked to people, whether it's correct or not. I was just pretty open to it. And funny thing is, when people introduce me to Netflix, that's I actually have to learn how to speak English. The Office. <laughs> I'm an Office fan. <laughs> That is fantastic. I wish we could call up the, I wish they were still running and we could share with them like that you basically have learned, you know, based your, your English language off the, off their TV show. They'd be thrilled to know that. I am so fascinated with folks who have a, a, a finesse and skill with language. because I, I really am terrible at picking it up. Um, I've always wanted to speak another language and I practice and I, and just, you know, it's really slow for me. So I'm impressed. Do you, can you say a few words in Japanese and Tonga? Oh, uh, okay. Um, in, in Japanese, Hohaya gozaimasu. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and then, okay. uh, yeah. And then in Tagalog, I can say, um, mabuhay, kamusta sa mga nakikinig. So basically I just kind of said, um, um, Hello um, to all the listeners, basically. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. We have an international audience, so this is perfect. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. I, I'm really fascinated by your story. I want to delve a little bit more into your specific transfer journey and some of the advocacy work that I've heard that you do. So um, I just let's start with three things that you love about the transfer experience or your transfer experience. Well, my favorite thing of being a transfer is that, you know, um, there's like a big network of people you meet. So I have a network from a community college in Long Beach and I have a network here at UC Irvine. So for me, who's like, who has been never been like out of the country, I feel like I've never been like alone all the time. Like I have someone to like talk to or just like, you know, just, you know, just basically like someone to interact with. Like I created, like, I feel like I created my own community here. Um, so whether I, I'm anywhere in California, I feel like I have a, oh my God, I have a friend in the city. Oh my God, I have a friend in LA. I have a friend in Bakersfield. I have a friend somewhere. <laughs> I just feel like I'm just not running out of like connections per se. And then the second one is like opportunities are endless. And, and I always say like, I feel like I'm always trapped in the web of opportunities because there's so many opportunities for transfer students. Again, like I have opportunities in the community college if I want to volunteer and be active there, but I also have it here at UC Irvine. And um, lastly, it's just for me, like flexibility on like the academic rigor, academic fit. Like, you know, um, I feel like in the community college, you start with the basics, you start somewhere. And then once I transfer to UC Irvine, like I have the flexibility to choose like classes that, you know, I'm maybe more interested in or a little more specific to cater to like what are my interests basically. 
the transfer community, that's what did it for me. And I, it's amazing how expan expansive it is, isn't it? Right. Oh, I love it. And it's, it's exactly what you said. It's like, oh my gosh, you're a transfer, I'm a transfer. You went to like LC LBCC. Yeah, I did too. You know, like just that, uh, that joy that comes from shared goals and shared experience. You know, right. I really love that. And I also, uh, the flexibility, of course, but the, um, the opportunity is real and it actually can be a challenge because you have to prioritize, right? Mm -hmm. Did you face that a little bit where you were like, there's so much to do. What the heck am I going to do? There's so much. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, as a transfer student, I feel like we always have like the thing that we have to prove ourselves because we were not traditional students and we didn't get to have like this full experience in the four year university. I always tell like my fellow chapter students who are new to the institution, I'd be like, don't get trapped, be intentional. Like, what do you want to do in your um, educational career? Because like, I, I hear a lot of like chapter students, so I want to do an internship, research, I want to get a 4.0, also do a lot of these things. And travel abroad, like and do a double major, <laughs> and take one, two minors. Oh yeah, I've <laughs> right. And it, you know, um, for me, I did kind of experience that and it gave me like a horrible quarter when like I didn't meet the, the you know, like what I wanted to get out of those experiences. So I didn't get to maximize it and I was overwhelmed and, you know, it became like a setback instead of like it propels me forward to like what I want to do in the future. That's a really real thing. So that's great advice that you give to other prospective transfers of just you know, really, really think about what it is you want out of this experience, because you're going to have to make some choices. Because mm -hmm. uh, if you don't, you will overwhelm yourself. I mean, I've seen that happen a, a, a gazillion times myself. And I, I did the same thing. I took on way too much because it was exciting. And you, you want to do okay. it all, of course. But you also want to have that quality of experience that you talked about. So I understand that. Okay, so were there other challenges? I mean, that's one distinct challenge is almost having too much. And and you know, really overwhelming yourself. Are there two other distinct challenges or hurdles that existed for you in the transfer experience? Well, honestly, for me, it's just not not knowing anything. Like, not only I was a first generation, I'm also an immigrant. I just have to. I feel like I have to continually ask people for like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do like this this semester or this quarter? And then uh, how, how will like the transfer process look like? What am I going to anticipate once I transfer? And I didn't have like my parents, you know, to, you know, uh, to ask them about it because they, they, they didn't go to like college here. And also I didn't have any family members when I came here to the U.S. So I was definitely doing it blindly. I'm going to be honest. And I was like fortunate enough to have like some people help me out. But if it was up to me, like I, you know, I wanted to, I was a very shy kid, so it's really hard for me to even also like ask questions because I don't want to be like a burden to like, you know, a person like I keep asking these questions, but at the same time, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked because that, there's no other way, right? And sometimes you don't even know what questions to ask. You're just well, like, you just got to figure it out. And wow. Right? So that's good that you had some folks around you were they people at the community college? Were they friends? Were they advisors? Who was it that really helped you along? 
Yeah, so basically, um, the thing about me is I'm very active in student government. That's always been my thing. I always look for like opportunities for me to like, you know, grow as a leader. But also like if you get like those type of like mentorship from advisors that you get like, you know, you get that accessibility. So um, I signed up for like the student government at, at Long Beach City College. I started off as a secretary and then turned president on my last year in the community college. So <laughs> thank you. So yeah, so basically, um, I not only get to um, know what like the, my experiences are as a, uh, as a, you know, a non-traditional student, but also what other people are experiencing. Like, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person like struggling to like find out what we're, what we're doing in the university system, but also like, you know, the fear of like, you know, not only fear of the unknown, but you know, how to get those resources. Like I have talk to people who are probably food insecure or like have the same language barrier as I do. Um, but yeah, it, it gave me like those teachable moments uh, with like my advisors. Oh, teachable moments. I love that. And I love <laughs> that you also just stepped out of your comfort zone. You know, you said you, you might be kind of a shy person from my point of view. You, you seem like you were super brave and outgoing and not shy <laughs> by asking the questions, stepping outside of your comfort zone, getting engaged in student government. Like none of that sounds like shy. That sounds like full. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I Thank get you. it. I understand that, you know, how it feels to you. And then, but I love that you just leaned into it and you were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make the most of my time here. Exactly. So, okay. One more challenge or hurdle and maybe a real specific way that you got, that you addressed it, maybe something that you think could be really concrete to another student, even what you were talking before yeah. about prioritizing, but it can be anything. Well, for me, the biggest challenge also, but it's something that is probably out of my control, something it's a little more institutional. It's something like, you know, at first it was hard to connect um, in my, in my community college because I didn't see someone who's kind of like me or looks like me or speaks like me. So I always constantly look for that. Oh, I wish I can see like another Asian or like a Filipino like professor or like, you know, uh, our staff. So I didn't get that opportunity until I, as mentioned earlier, I was part of student government wherein I met someone who's like, who identifies as a, as a Pacific Islander. So it was like the closest as I can get. But I just feel like it's a challenge for like different institutions to like, hey, like maybe cater to like different types of students who wants to see like themselves, like someone like themselves, basically. That's great advice. And I think it's also great advice to, as a student, search out those opportunities, right? Because mm -hmm. in some of these awesome, and I'm sure like at Irvine, you might be experiencing this, like sometimes they're there, you just have to find each other. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <right? laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, you're, I see you. You're yeah. great. I found my people. And that, that could be anything. That could be, I went back to school older and it was like finding other older students or right. for you, it's like finding Filipino or Pacific Islanders who you just like, oh, you get it, you know? So that's great. That's great insight. Okay. So that's a great place to wrap up our first part of the transfer nation transfer story of Palo. Okay, folks. Now it is time for our midpoint break and the quick fire round of Transfer Nation community questions for the TN Talks guest. 
And today we have Paula with us. So each week what we do is we gather questions from the community using the hashtag TN Talks and we use the midpoint in each episode from this point forward, you're our first time trying this, to pause and just see what the guest each week has to say in response to our amazing community's questions. So you, uh, the community can continue to engage with the Transfer Talks guest each week through Twitter using the hashtag as well as keep, you know keeping the questions coming throughout, throughout their time as they're listening to this, either through the week. They can post on Twitter, we'll answer. And if you're not on Twitter, Paulo, we can tell you what's being asked and we can and you can share your answers. So uh, so let's do this. Are you ready for this? Yes, 100%. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Okay, so this is from Twitter. This is from Dr. Raza Khan. What are your top three tips for future transfer students to successfully transfer to a four-year college of their choice? Oh my goodness. Okay, just three. Uh, I'll give you six right now. <laughs> well, I said, he said yeah. actually two bonus points if you give us three additional <laughs> tips. So give us six. Go. All right. So continue to seek out opportunities. Even people say no. Don't, yeah, people say no. Be, be adaptable in motion. Look for a mentor and community you can belong to. Don't get tangled up in the web of opportunities. Remember, be intentional about your goals and experiences. Uh, number five is do not forget to give back to your community. And number six, the most important, have fun in college, 100%. Woo, I love it. You did it, Paulo. We got points all over the place. I love it. Okay, next question. What advice would you give an advising office staff and faculty program of advisors? So advisors at community college. Mm -hmm. to help future transfer students in their transfer to a four-year college? For sure. My advice is definitely get to know your population and their needs. I'm the type of person, <laughs> maybe it's because like, I'm, I don't want to be stereotypical, but Asians love math. But I want y'all to conduct some surveys, like get to know what they really need so that you can create like these type of programming that, that they would want or expecting out of, uh, coming from your department, do we need more services for mental health? Do we need services for like access for food? Do we need access for more career advice or like um, uh, uh, maybe going to like uh, going to like uh, for like advice for like transferring or maybe access for more for more counselors basically so that you know you're not you're you're it's it's a way for y'all to like listen to like the student's voice voices and like what's like important to them currently just ask folks he's saying just ask just ask and listen to what students need don't make an assumption i love exactly. that exactly <laughs> what is the most important collaborative action that both a community college and four-year college must do to make a seamless transfer process so basically what made it easier for me or make my experience seamless is making sure that we have like an academic plan that actually makes sense. So, and making sure that we're accountable and we don't deviate from it. I think a lot of the issues that transfer students experience is that, oh, we have like this plan, but you know, we sometimes like, you know, deviate from it or like it's not 100% like the solid plan. So we have to make sure that you know, it's something that is like doable, but also like it's it's uh, it's a 
understandable pathway for transfer students. What is the most impactful aspect that your respective community college prepared you for in your academic success at your transfer to the four-year college? So something that the community college prepared me for for my academic success to transfer into a four-year college is actually meeting someone who I who, who became like a role model for me and a mentor for me is seeing someone from UC Irvine and become like a success story that where like he started at a community college and then become uh, a transfer student uh, to UCI and also become a professional is something I really looked up to. And this person up to this day um, is a person I'm, um, uh, who still mentors me and inspires me like every day. Like, that's like a network that, 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 that we created, that we built. So I feel like it's something that, you know, the community college should have like more people who are transfer students and come back as like success stories so that it keeps inspiring us. I love that so much. <laughs> That's such great advice. Okay, this one's also from Twitter and it's from Kieran Hilker. So uh, did you change your major? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, so yeah. what was the decision to swap your major Based, was it based primarily on academic interests and goals, or was there other were there other factors that affected your decision? So for me, it's a little bit more of like what would I really want? Like I always like I came from a Filipino home when we're in like we're always encouraged to become nurses, and I know any Filipino listeners here. I swear I know you. One of your parents are nurses. And they tell you to go to like nursing school, but for me, it's it's really hard. Like um, I had to explain to my parents what I'm really passionate about, and I feel like you know nursing wasn't you know something I wanted to do. It was my heart wasn't in it, and I told them I don't want to <laughs> faint when I see blood. I'm not gonna lie, that that is a phobia of mine. But um, I always I feel like if you prove to your parents how much you love your major. And, and, you know, you, that you know that you'll establish a career in the future. I, I 100% believe that your parents will be convinced out of this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of rough at first because you have, you, you, there's like expectation, like to prove yourself to your parents, but you, you have to do um, something that you really, really, uh, you really, really love because you don't want and graduating and wasting all this time for something that you'll regret in the future. Okay, so these are new questions that I'm going to ask everybody in every episode. Sure. Just from the transformation from from us, the transformation team. What are you reading, watching, or listening to right now that's really inspiring you? Okay, so I am reading. Um, so I guess it's just three books. So Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Um, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff from Richard Carlson for those overthinkers kind of like me. <laughs> um, and the, the Daily Book of Positive Quotations by Linda Picconi. Um, basically, it's a quotation for like every um, day, uh, day time of, of the month, basically. So there's like a February 1 quote or February 2 quote. It's just very, it's different every day, basically. I love that you just said just three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Last question. Is there anyone that you want to give a personal shout out to or celebrate because of their support on your transfer journey? Oh my goodness. I can only name one. I'm not. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. I know that's hard. 
Okay. Uh, you can, you know, but it's like the Oscars. You gotta like get through it. So like you can, you can list a few, but like yeah, if there was one person you wanted to give a, sh a shout out to, oh I probably will play music over it. <laughs> For sure. Um, I'll just, I, I'm just gonna make a my shout out to like my number one supporter and my. Um, ASB advisor at Long Beach City College. Her name is Stella Robertson. Um, she, she's like the one I told you who's like who identifies as a Pacific Islander who, up to this day, who's like my number one fan and told me like don't forget to buy uh, to get her ticket in my graduation day. So yeah, I am so thankful. I wouldn't be the person who I am right now without Taylor Robertson. Oh, I hope she hears that. I really do. That's beautiful, <laughs> Paulo. Thank you for sharing. And that quick fire round is a perfect segue to part two of the Student Story Podcast, which is about advice for transfer professionals or anybody who's listening today. And I want to start with delving into what impacted your transfer experience really specifically, and it can be positive or negative. And then I want to from that experience, talk about how transfer professionals who are listening can learn from your experience and make changes to their own campuses. So it's a long, it's a two-parter. So mm -hmm. maybe there's, what, what impacted your transfer experience the most that you think could use either improvement or replicating? For sure. So uh, something for me that professionals need to understand, like they have to create a space for transfer inclusive initiatives, basically. Um, I could dive in more later on, but basically it's just creating like um, a language, but also a pathway for transfer students to feel like, oh, we are a population that is being recognized by the institution. I was just listening. It was so, in, oh. I was entranced. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, and then I forgot I was muted. <laughs> that's beautiful. And that's great advice. I mean, that's, that's something that I think, um, and did you feel this at, I think is really profound and important. Yeah. Would you say this is a community college thing, a four-year thing, both? Is this, uh, you said campus and you said yeah. institution, but I'm curious about like individuals too, because how do, you know, mm -hmm. what is it that they can do to do, to, to make yeah, that happen? Definitely. So one example is at UC Irvine that I really appreciate some of the professors doing it is that they do like a survey on our very first day. So what they do is like, oh, I want to uh, have like this classification identification of your different intersections so they can cater their uh, their academic rigor and our experiences to be a little bit better a little bit easier for us so at uc irvine like they give us the options uh, are you a transfer student are you a first gen are you a, a a student with disability so that it makes they cater those like based on the, those survey they cater our experience academic experiences through that basically so knowing the population is very important so that I get like an email from a professor as like, hey, transfers, these are the opportunities I have um, for y'all. There's a, one of my fellow professors looking for a research assistant right now. So it's more of like a collaborative from like the professors. Like it's an initiative from like a department here at UCI. So I really appreciate that. And you know what? Like there the actions that they've done, like, it actually propelled me to like get internships and get to like opportunities that I didn't even know existed on campus. Um, with that, 
without it, I would not be part of the sociology honors right now. I wouldn't be part of the sage scholars right now, which I, those are like a few involvements that I managed to get because like the professors took the time and say, hey, I want to get to know my students. These are the population. And uh, not only that, they have a written data, as I mentioned earlier, like I'm a numbers person, that they have like something to like um, record and maybe like if they get the opportunity to like create some type of programming, like there, there are data are currently existing from professors themselves. That is such an incredible bit of advice that you just gave, Paulo. And I actually, <laughs> I want to know what department that is. I might ask you to introduce me to the chair or whoever created that, because that is the kind of transfer affirming uh, you know, and, and you could use that word, like you said, for, for any kind of identity or intersection in terms of the welcomingness, the affirmingness, the awareness uh, and cultivating awareness ca in campus culture about these experiences and then sending you opportunities and really understanding as a transfer student that you have less time. And so let's bring up these things or as a transfer student, you're interested in this. So let's forward that thing to those students who said they're interested in that. I just, I'm, I'm in awe of that. I really, <laughs> cool. after this, you're going to have to introduce me to those folks because 100%. I want to interview them. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So were there, well, it sounds like this was impactful, this taking this survey and having faculty, you know, identify and address your experience explicitly and clearly but were there specific people, programs, or resources at the institution, either one, that supported you? And it, I know we talked about your mentor, and we talked about seeing the alumni, and then this faculty, but any other programs or resources? Yes, I want to do a quick shout out to like my SAGE scholars. Um, I have two advisors there. Uh, their name is Neda Moyeri and Ceci um, Magoza. So they are a program wherein they, they take a lot of like first generation um, students who comes to campus and help them to be not only help them in their academic, you know, uh, academic goals, but also professional development. And majority of our population there are actually transfer students. And you know, like I like I mentioned earlier, like there's that constant pressure for like transfer students to like oh, we need to get this experiences and stuff. They provide those, those for us. Like um, I told them these are my interests. I have interest in like student affairs, but I also I'm interested in social media. So they actually got me an internship, which I one of them I, it just ended like this year. Um, they got me a, a gig a gig or an internship at like working in a jewelry company, uh, basically becoming their marketing and strategist um, manager. And then the other one, because my internship with them is over, I'm also doing the NASPA program. And I'm also going to do an internship, which I just got offered like this morning. <laughs> uh, they offered me to uh, go to like Minnesota and go to like Carleton College to become an intern there. So I'm excited. Yeah. I've never been, <laughs> I've never been to Minnesota. So I'm really, really excited. Oh my God. I just have to take a moment <laughs> to be like, woo! Congratulations, that just happened today. Yes. So, yeah, I just want to have, like, oh, that's really cool. I've never seen, like, a lot of, like, programs, like, they just invest so much on my population. Not only transfer, but the whole first generation. 
That's so incredible. Well, there, there are amazing transfer champions out there, and I am glad that we uh, we can give them a shout out and because <laughs> they're doing incredible work. I mean, clearly they're connecting you to things that are really um, interesting and pivotal to you, and you're in having such an impact. So that's that's incredible. All right. So, is there any other advice that you would give a transfer professional out there? And I'm going to ask two separate questions. One's about folks who work in transfer, like with transfer in their title, transfer center directors, transfer advisors. Mm -hmm. What would have improved your experience from a from a the person who works in transfer specifically? For sure. I would say that they should work to tailor like transfer student efforts or advising. So for me, it's all about like that one channel. So I think what I've observed is that I know that there are different departments. You're not alone, that there are di different stakeholders from different departments that want to create like something for transfer students and create those initiatives. But I just feel like y'all, <laughs> I don't want to call out anyone, but I feel like y'all just need to like talk to each other and see each other and hey, let's create like this type of like programming or like let's create like this scholarship or opportunities for transfer student. And uh, whether it's like in a form of like a committee, you know, like don't let like your own, like you think your responsibility of your position limit you as a professional, but you know, you can go like, go out of your way and be like, hey, let's let's create this committee and let's 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 serve this like um this uh the transfer community, especially like at UC Irvine, like I think like when I did my research, like I think we cover the transfer population covers about almost 30% of the population at UCI. So I'm like, you know, there's like a community of transfer students who needs a lot of like like help and attention from the stakeholders of the institution. Transfers are everywhere, right? And you got to exactly. centralize that. You got to, if you're doing it over here and nobody else knows about it, it, it doesn't really serve the student very well. I love, I, that's great advice. Okay, so is that, is there, is that similar advice that you would give to folks who are not in transfer work? Because now I want you to give some advice to folks who don't have transfer in their title, because there's a lot of folks that uh, in these mm -hmm. institutions, community colleges and universities that do not have transfer in their title. And sometimes, as you just pointed out, because they've got transfer in their title, that's the one person who does all the transfer stuff and nobody else does right. transfer stuff. So what advice would you have to somebody who's not specifically in transfer, but that, you know, what could they do to help be a transfer champion and make that that campus feel more welcoming? Well, for me, as like, for me, that what will serve me better as like for those um, uh, not transfer specific professional is that just remember that you gave the same energy as like the uh, the next the the other students basically whether you're like traditional non traditional transfer commuter like we're all there to be like successful so you have to put an effort like say like even though I'm a transfer student and I haven't been to like a career center, it doesn't mean I'm not open to it, I'm not interested in it. So just make sure that you invest the same time as you would have as a to a student who is like traditional. So that, you know, at the end of the day, as a professional, the most important thing is for your the students to be successful. So it's all about like student success and of course giving that equitable service for everyone. Well, Paulo, before we wrap up, I mean, this has been such a joy and you're giving just great advice. 
But before we wrap up, is there anything else that we haven't, that you want to share that we haven't touched on? I know you've yeah. got a lot of interesting things in your life. Yeah. So talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, for all listeners also, especially like student leaders who identify with me, who, who likes making like advocacy work, like I just wanted to say that it, if it's something that hasn't been done yet, it doesn't mean that it, that it can't be applied to your institution. So like for me, I just wanted to share, um, I created, like as I mentioned earlier, I was the, when I transferred to UCI, I became like the very first transfer student commissioner because I wanted to have like a transfer representation in student government. And one of my first projects was actually, I created a class or in a program called STEAM uh, or Student Transfer Engagement Access and Mentorship so that, you know, incoming transfer students get the opportunity to like get to know the school and, you know, alleviate that, you know, like sense of like transfer shock basically. And, you know, that, I want y'all to not be afraid of like doing advocacy work. Cause like, I feel like, you know, as, as someone who's like in, in student leadership or someone who's like, who loves advocacy work, a lot of stakeholders listen to students and they want you to like, you know, put that effort, like, Hey, listen to us. We have data to back up and these are like the needs of the students. So like I said, like if, if it's not in your, you know, if it hasn't happened in your institution yet, it doesn't mean it's not possible. Your voice has power as a student. That is terrific insight. And yes, I mean, that that is so important. You need to lean into it. You need to grab it and you need to own that experience and say, look, this is not good enough. We need to we need to fix this. And I love that. So can you just I want to dig there a little bit. How did you go from no transfer commissioner to a transfer commissioner? Did you have to do, did you have to get signatures? Did you have to like go in front and make the case? Like, how did you make that happen? So basically um, I joined, I told myself when I was transferring from Hobby City College to UC Irvine, I was like, I am not doing any, any more student government work because I've been president. And it's like, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but I feel like it's in my veins basically. Um, so basically I joined, um, a commission wherein, like, you know, it creates like advocacy projects for students, and I, the student government actually funds it. So what happens is like, oh, it's like, oh, I have like this class that I want to make it happen. So when I was proposing it, I didn't know that the energy of like transfer students to be like, hey, we kind of want someone to be taking charge of like you know, the transfer students and representing them in the, in the student government level because it's something that haven't been done. So I think, like, if it's possible for your student government to, um, you know, maybe uh, create, like, something to, like, invest on, like, a uh, on an advocacy project that you can do, you know, that would be so awesome. But if not, maybe, you know, you can ask, like, different departments to, like, help you out and make this, you know, into fruition. That's fantastic. Well, Paulo, it is clear that we could talk for hours and hours. <laughs> right. You are amazing. And thank, thank you for you. taking the time to do this. It's just been such a joy to get to know you. And thank you for sharing your story with the Transfer Nation community. We learned so much um, from, from the experts in the moment who are transfer students currently. Uh, and it, it's just, it's a joy. So thank you. No, thank you for having me. <laughs> so it was really cool to have this this conversation, and hopefully, the listeners are you know 
are able to um, learn something from this, uh, whether you are a student or a professional. Thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfer Nation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transformation videocast and podcast, please email us at wearetransfernation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride.